Welcome back to another edition of the Educational AD Podcast. We couldn't do this without the incredible support of our sponsors, and we want to start by saying thank you to all of them. First, to our diamond sponsor, Varsity Brands, including BSN, Varsity Spirit, and Herf Jones. Varsity Brands, elevating student experiences in sport, spirit, and achievement. We also want to thank our platinum sponsors, Ephesus Lighting, innovating a brighter future at every level. Gilman Gear, always a step ahead. Camp Mobile, where leaders communicate better. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. And Vital Signs, bring student achievements to life. Thank you to all of our great sponsors. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to the Educational AD Podcast and this version of FIAAA Insider. Our guest today is the great Pam Lancaster. Pam is a certified Master Athletic Administrator, and she's the Director of Athletics uh, for Auburndale High School. Welcome, Pam. Thanks, Jake. Thanks for having me. And I just want to say congratulations to you on this venture that you're having with the new podcast. I think it's a great um, idea, and I'm so glad to be part of it. Oh, well, we're, we're excited, and, and we're having a lot of fun. But uh, as you know, an athletic director's uh, day is very busy, so we're going to jump right into it. Uh, we always like to start off, uh, tell the listeners, you know, a little bit about uh, Pam. You know, where'd you come from? Where'd you go to school? Well, actually, I was born in Illinois, so from up north, and in my early years of school, I we moved to, I lived in Pennsylvania and Arizona, and grew up um, in my junior high, high school, and college years in uh, Michigan, and I'm big, I'm a big University of Michigan fan, and um, I went to a school, high school in Flint, Michigan, called Carmen High School, and as long as I can remember, um, in my early years, I've always wanted to be a teacher. I've always wanted to be part of education. And um, I've always been involved in sports early on. So that just seemed to be the direction that I was headed. Um, I, compete, I competed in various sports, basketball, volleyball, softball, uh, and played um, those sports in high school. So um, on to Calvin College at Grand Rapids, Michigan. I attended there and got my um, teaching degree in majored in physical education, minored in um, social sciences. And then I went on later on and got my master's um, in educational leadership at St. Leo University here in Florida. And then just recently, a few weeks ago, um, got my CMAA, um, which I'm really was excited about to finally accomplish that. And so um, it's, been, it's been a great road and, and I've been 36 years teaching and beginning my 20th year this upcoming year as an athletic administrator. So I'm really excited about that. Well, you know, great stories. And uh, for me, it was great to be a part of uh, helping you with that CMAA. Uh, you joined a very elite group of athletic directors. Well, let's talk a little bit about your career. Uh, you know, you were involved in sports and athletics. You mentioned that you always wanted to be a teacher. Uh, what was that first, you know, real teaching and coaching job? And how did that lead you into a career in athletic administration? 
Well, as I said before, I says I've always been involved and my first teaching career brought me down to Florida from Michigan. And um, I kind of like this area. So I was looking for teaching jobs because as a um, student athlete in college, when I played softball, we always came down here for um, our spring trainings. And that was the very first time I'd ever been to Florida as a freshman in, um, in college. And so I really liked the central Florida area. And so I got my first teaching job um, as a PE teacher and I taught uh, life science to middle schoolers at Lakeland Christian High School here in Lakeland, Florida. And then from then on, I went and um, got introduced to um, coming to Auburndale High School, which led me to another great experience when I was able to open up a brand new high school at Ten Rock High School in 2008. And in both of those times, um, I was athletic director, dean of students, and, um, and then brought me back here five years ago to Auburndale High School. Um, which was, has been a great move, move back because I am, um, I live in Auburndale and this is a great community to be a part of. And, um, and in all the sports that I've played, I've been on travel ball teams, I've played on city league teams, I've way back youngster, I played on a little, uh, a boys t-ball team because they didn't have it for girls, they didn't have softball, you know, at that young. So um, I've always been a part of sports. Um, a highlight of my life was when I was had the opportunity here in Central Florida to play on a professional women's baseball team, uh, which was before they had the professional softball available. And when that came on, it kind of dissolved the professional baseball team because a lot of those athletes went on to play professional softball. So it, it, it's just been a great experience. And it's kind of, as I said before, it's led me to the direction where I am today because of um, all the experiences that I've been, I, I was able to have. And we're going to talk about some of your mentors in a minute, but uh, you brought up your experience of uh, opening up Tenor Rock High School, a brand new school. I've been involved in a couple of those over my career. Uh, share with our listeners some of the unique challenges of literally starting from scratch and also some of the, um, the joys of uh, being there um, at the birth of a school. It was definitely... It, it was a great opportunity, but it was definitely an experience and a lot of work. Um, I was put in a situation where I was still athletic director here at Auburndale High School. Um, and then the spring of, uh, in 2009, um, or excuse me, it'd be in 2008 school year in the spring, um, not only was I working on the schedules for Auburndale High School to get them ready for the upcoming school year, but I also had to help in hiring the coaches with my principal and also get the schedules together. So it was a, a dual role, um, actually trying to help out two high schools. And that was, that was really um, an experience to keep all that in line. But the really neat stuff was to be a part of a lot of firsts and a lot of traditions, um, actually making the traditions, starting, you know, something as simple as picking out, the, well, not as simple, but picking out new uniforms. And, and I know we were involved in the school colors and the mascot and, and um, just the, the newness of the facilities, uh, it, it, it was a great experience. And um, I was glad I was able to have that opportunity to do so. Let's talk about some of the people that have impacted your career as a high school, college athlete, as a young teacher, uh, coach. Who are some of uh, your mentors that really had an impact on who you are today? Well, I go back and think of how, how everything has evolved and, and, and I think when I became a coach myself, there were, um, I think we all draw on 
the things that we'd like to see as, as a coach from coaches that we've had. Um, I think we also see things that we say, well, I, I wouldn't do that. But I was blessed to have a lot of uh, great coaches growing up and, and probably one of the mentors in my professional life that um, stands out in my mind right now is, is um, Mr. Ernest Joe. He was my principal at Auburndale and he's the one I followed to Tenerock with um, to open up that school together. And, and I just really, he's helped me immensely in, in, in my profession because he was the one that really gave me the opportunity back in 2001 to take a chance on me as an athletic director. And he still allowed me to be a coach as I was an athletic director because I really wasn't ready to give up the coaching reins yet. And um, he allowed me to prove to him that, that I would be able to do all of that, coach two sports and be athletic director and dean of students. And um, um, I just really appreciate his guidance and, and him giving the opportunity to do that. And, um, and it's great because we, we still keep in touch today and, and um, he still has his advice to give me. And, and so it's, it's really neat to have that person around. I was going to ask if you still uh, are in touch. That's great. Yes. You can uh, still have him as a resource and as a, a, a friend. Definitely. Let's talk uh, right now. Uh, you and I are both in Florida, but nationwide, you know, COVID is having an impact on high school and high school athletics. Um, we know we've seen some states have uh, delayed their start for two weeks or whatever on uh, Florida right now. Um, we're planning on our regular opening at the end of July. What are some things that you're doing right now at Auburndale High School during the summer with your coaches, your athletes, and your parents in regards to uh, return to play? Well, we have had, we were given the opportunity to actually open up to some summer workouts back on June 15th. Now that wasn't without a lot of, and it's been a challenge um, to, um, be able to do so because we've had to have a, um, you know, we're following CDC guidelines. We've had to have um, uh, we have a return to play policy that all my coaches had to read and, and, and everything. And, and the really the only sports that have come back per se are my football and boys basketball. And I know volleyball is going to uh, try to start up a little bit next week. We have cheer tryouts next week, but we're all under the, um, guidelines of they have you know the social distancing we do daily temperature checks we also have um make sure that now as of yesterday our indoor sports are going to have to wear masks that that came out um just recently and um it it's going to be interesting to um and you know they have to be in groups of 10 um we are in phase two as of this past week which means we still have to have the groups of 10 indoors but we can have up to 50 um, outdoors and it's still maintaining the social distancing so it's 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 been a challenge and and I applaud my coaches there's one thing that I implemented though before any of my coaches could begin their um, summer workouts they had to uh, submit a their game plan to how they're going to conduct their workouts you know from where you know the daily temperature checks you know what they're gonna do as far as drills you know, because right now we can't pass balls back and forth, you know, like in basketball it has to be individual shooting and, and um, I just needed to see it in writing. So I knew that they were aware of what 
was presented to them and then I could make sure when I stop in that I see that you know going on as opposed to we have football parking in the back parking lot and we have volleyball parking in the front just trying to keep distance and not have gatherings you know and, and try to do the best we can and I think it was I think the kids are just eager to get back and that was a, a positive too and um, and one thing that's been a little bit of adjustment is they've had to bring their own um, water or thermoses and provide that because I've had to cover all the drinking fountains. And um, so that's, that's been something that, um, um, that we've had to keep an eye on so people aren't trying to sneak into those and everything. So I, I'm happy that it, it's been a challenge, but it's neat to see the kids just, um, just enjoying being out there, back participating and being around each other and with the coaches. Yeah, I think that's the one constant uh, from school to school is that the kids, the coaches, and the parents are glad, you know, that, you know, we're being allowed to get out there and get out of the house. Um, let's stay current for a minute. You know, uh, this uh, spring and summer has certainly seen, um, you know, social issues, you know, uh, on the news throughout the country. Um, from your position as an athletic director, what are some things that that we can do uh, that we can do better with regards to you know promoting um, you know diversity and, and just promoting uh, you know th this idea of positive social interactions? Well, I think in Auburndale definitely we we are we have um, diversity in our students and our staff, and I just think um, with all that you say you know mentioned is going on in our society. I, I firmly believe we just need to have a continuous dialogue um, and not only with our student athletes or our students at Armdale High School and our staff and our coaches and, and just continue to not only model, but the importance of being respectful and understanding and, and just supportive of all the viewpoints and um, just show that I think we can always do better as far as being more caring and loving to one another and um, realizing that we can all learn from one another and um, just be open-minded and, and just, you know, and not be closed-minded what's going on and, and just, just show these student athletes that, that, you know, and students that we work with on a daily basis that, that we care about them. It doesn't matter what color they are. It doesn't matter where they came from. And, and that's something we all can strive to do better at. You know, you hear a saying in, in coaching and talking about athletic administration that um, everybody wants our job on Friday nights, you know, the glory, uh, but nobody wants our job during the week or during the summer. Um, what are some favorite parts of your job as an athletic director or, you know, going, even going back to when you were coaching? Well, I think um, as a coach and as an athletic director, hands down, um, one of my favorite things is interacting and engaging with, with my student athletes. And um, I heard at a conference, at a state conference that, that I was at one time, um, uh, one of the speakers was talking about, and it's always stuck with me, um, when they say, find something that you love to do, then you don't have to work a day in your life. And, um, and he broke it down into a, um, a job is something you do every day, career is something that you do for a long time, which I feel that's, I've, I've been doing this for a long time. But the third thing really hit hard to me and it, a calling is something you love and we're meant to do. And I think that's where I'm at. And that's why, you know, I, I enjoy being with the student athletes, um, whether it be in the hallways, um, 
at lunch, uh, just step, you know, checking in on them at practices. And, and then obviously when, you know, we are scheduled to work a lot of the athletic, athletic events, just watching these student athletes compete and represent our high school. Um, it's, it's um, even when I'm not scheduled to be at a game, I find myself going just because um, I like to be there, but it's, we all know it's kind of nice when you're not scheduled to be there, you can show up at game time and not early to meet the officials and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But um, it's just, it also provides a great way to build those relationships, have those conversations. Um, and it, it's just a great time. And, and I know if, if I tell a story here real quick, a couple of years ago, because it follows up with this, I did a, um, what I called shadow my teams project. And what involved is where I participated in practice of um, almost all of my varsity sports. And at that practice, I was actually one of the student athletes. Um, I had buy-in from my coaches. Some of them I think enjoyed it a little bit too well, uh, my coaches, but um, the positive and encouraging comments from the student athletes when they saw me there, because I think a lot of them thought I couldn't do some of the stuff that um, I was asked to do and stuff, but I even heard it from the parents. They couldn't believe that I did that, the coaches, you know, and um, it was just truly overwhelming the response that I had. But, you know, to be there in the trenches with those student athletes side by side, you know, I actually wore the football pads and the um, helmet and hitting those practice dummies and learned how to do a um, flip turn and swimming, um, running with the cross country runners, you know, doing the drills with the girls and boys basketball team and soccer players and you know, passing drills and volleyball and fielding drills and softball and took some BP with the baseball team. And um, it was just a, probably a real highlight of my career and um, really stepping out of the box for me, because to me, it was just like riding a bike with the softball and the baseball and the volleyball and, and, you know, and everything. But the other sports really, it was kind of, I, I was nervous going to practice, you know, because I'm not as young as I used to be and then what the kids would think of me, but just to see them they were really encouraging and, you know, compliment me when I was doing something right. And it's probably one of the best experiences. And then we put it all on social media and the news, our school news followed it. So it was kind of a big deal, you know, like where's Coach Lancaster today and all that kind of stuff. So that was probably one of the highlights because I enjoy being around the student athletes so much and, and to be, um, with them and that just helped build relationships even more. Uh, I, that's fantastic. I've heard of a couple other ADs uh, that did that. I remember doing that as a very young coach, uh, but uh, it, is, uh, it is neat to see the looks on the kids' faces. They don't realize that, you know, hey, you know, we, we have game or we used to have game. So that's very cool. Um, you uh, mentioned that, you know, this is year 20 as an athletic administrator. Certainly you've been involved in sports for a long time and, and have worked with ADs. How have you seen, from your perspective, the, the job of the school-based athletic director change over the years from maybe when you first started out coaching to, you know, now with all the things that we've already discussed today? How has it, it changed? I think for me, um, uh, it's a still a very important job, and I think it's one that, uh, whether we like it or not, um, the positive and the negative, um, you know, because we always hear the, the stuff from the, the parents and everything, it, it, it's part of the face of the school because athletics um, is an important part, um, but, and each day usually offers something different, 
And that's one of the reasons why I enjoy this also. But um, I think one of the biggest things I've noticed since I've started um, as being an athletic director 19 years ago um, is the technology. Um, I know, and I'm back in the day when I remember actually mailing game contracts through snail mail and, you know, and, and calling officials to schedule them for um, games and, and everything like that. And, and now it's just all in, you know, we have app apps, we have online, you know, and everything like that, which is, is, has been very beneficial and, and helped uh, make our jobs a little bit better and more efficient. And, you know, because we can schedule online, we can schedule buses and, you know, and everything like that. So that that's a big uh, change for me or, or how it's changed as far as the way you do the job, the importance of it, um, being visible. The relationship that you build um, and the mentoring of the coaches, student athletes, I, I think that that's sa the same, except we are have more resources to guide us and help us do a better job at that. Mm -hmm. And hopefully, this uh, interview will be used as a resource too. Um, let's uh, expand on that a little bit. I want you to share with our listeners uh, a time in your athletic uh, director career where you know, you had a challenge, maybe it was a coach, maybe it was a parent, uh, and just briefly how you worked through that challenge to resolve it and turn it into a uh, success. Well, I think, and, and I'll go with, because um, I've, I've dealt with this a little bit, you know, I think, well, we all have, I know, um, is that parent that um, gives you that phone call or stops in unannounced um, because they feel they're, um, child has um, maybe been treated unfairly or they did not make the team when they thought they should make the team, you know, whatever really doesn't matter what the, the situation is. Um, and I think the biggest thing that um, I've learned over the years is just to listen. They, and, and, you know, because at the end of the day and, and when we get to the end of the conversation and, and everything like that, a lot of times it, they don't agree with you still. They don't like the answers that you're giving, you know, and, and, and all that kind of, you know, stuff. But, but you can talk them down because you just listen. If, if you, I've, and I've, I've learned this a hard way because I've done it both ways. If you try to start talking to them and not letting them, then, then it just escalates. And, and I think you can just learn a lot and just hear them out. And so many times we want to interject because we know what they're saying is not true or something like that, but we just have to um, hear them out and then understand how they can feel that way and, and, and everything. And then now it's a, now they, they're more open to listen to what you have to say once you can deescalate the situation. And I find that that's, that's very helpful in my situations. You know, that, that is so true. I, I think that's probably, you know, the single hardest thing that I had to learn as a coach, as an AD, is shut up and listen. Let them get it off their chest. And and sometimes they're right. You know, maybe it was an assistant coach that said something or did something, or maybe I did something wrong. But uh, you're absolutely right. You know, listen. And the fact that you so can tell key. them that, um, you know, like you said, I've had that situation too, where you say, "Well, thank you so much. If you hadn't made me aware of this, I wouldn't be able to deal with it or look into it." And a lot of times that that helps them out too and stuff. 
Well, gosh, the time has just flown. We're at our uh, final segment, which we like to call the Athletic Director's Toolbox. Um, you are putting together a toolbox for a brand new first-time athletic director. What are the three things that you are going to put in that toolbox to help that AD have a successful first year? I'm thinking in this toolbox, and it's probably going to be a little out of the box because they're not actually physical things you can put in this toolbox, but one of the three pieces of um, advice I would give is as a beginning and brand new athletic director is I would encourage them ask questions. Um, don't be afraid to seek help because none of us could do it all on our own when we all started out. We still seek you know, help, even I do, and, and I'm entering my 20th year. And I just think that's so important. There are people who are out there that are just so willing to help you. Um, and maybe we don't know you need help or, you know, I, so the very first thing is, you know, just ask questions. Uh, the second thing is, um, and I've learned this throughout the years, um, and if I knew this earlier, that might've helped me too, but go ahead and borrow ideas on how to do things. I mean, whether it's through reading, whether it's through other athletic directors, um, uh, programs you want to implement, there's no reason that you have to reinvent the wheel um, and, and borrow ideas that you think will fit at your school. And um, it might be how to do certain paperwork or organize certain things or actual programs. Um, I think that's very important for a brand new AD to realize that it's, it's okay to do that. It's okay to, you know, um, use ideas from other people. It's kind of complimentary to that, those other people that you think their ideas are, are worth um, looking at and wanting to implement. And then thirdly, probably the most important thing, I think to help um, to be an effective AD is um, develop the importance of knowing how to and make sure you do uh, develop those relationships with your student athletes and your coaches. Um, you wanna be that athletic director that the kids know who you are because I know I've been at some high schools before and they didn't even know who the athletic director was. And you can start out number one by being visible. Um, in the past years, um, probably, last eight to 10 years, that's something I've tried to do a little bit more. And, and as I, I've mentioned before earlier, not just, you know, the sporting events, but do the extra, you know, you see an athlete in the hallway, you know, and, and um, just engage at lunchtime, stopping by the practices. I go to band concerts because we have a lot of student athletes. They're just not athletes. We find that they are also in a lot of clubs. Um, I've been to chorus concerts, um, uh, anything they, you, do I, I know back when I had a student athlete that was a clogger. It wasn't even part of our school and she asked me to come watch her clog. So I went and I went and did that. So all of those little things, um, it takes time, but it goes so far when you're trying to uh, develop those relationships with the um, student athletes. Uh, well, I, I think that toolbox would definitely help any new or uh, veteran AD. Well, Pam, thank you so much for visiting with us today. Uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, you're not just a colleague, but a friend. Um, thanks so much for sharing. Thanks, Jake. Thanks for having me. Well, I thank everyone for listening today as well. Our next episode will be available on Monday, June 27th. 
And that's going to be an interview with Jay Getty, who's the athletic director for Haggerty High School in Central Florida. Uh, please, you know, like and follow and share our uh, podcast with your friends. And if you have some suggestions, please uh, let us know. This has been the FIAAA Insider on the Educational AD Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Educational AD Podcast. I want to remind you that the Zoom recording of this interview is also available on YouTube on the Educational AD channel. Thanks again for listening.